tennis.com podcast. And here's your host, Ed McGrogan. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the tennis.com podcast, the Indian Wells podcast. Talking with Steve Tigner, who's live at the DNP Paribas Open in Indian Wells. I'm Ed McGrogan here. And we're going to go over Monday's matches here that are starting in just a little bit and also take a look at some trends that have developed throughout the first few days of the tournament. And one of the big ones I've seen, Steve, is uh, the young Americans. We're not talking about Query, Isner, players like that of that established caliber. It's players that we didn't really expect uh, too much out of at all. Donald Young, uh, Ryan Sweeting, both of them play third-round matches today. Uh, Christina McHale probably had the upset of the tournament on the women's side, even if it might not have got too much publicity, she beats Svetlana Kuznetsova in the second round. And then Ryan Harrison, he's in the third round now. He'll play Milos Raonic, another uh, great young player. So what have you thought and seen so far about these this other younger level of Americans? Yeah, we've been, we've been joking here this over the past couple of weeks, some of the American reporters and I, that you know now it's the American surge. You know, the U.S. is back suddenly, but um, maybe for a weekend. But yeah, Christina McHale, that was a that was a pretty much a shocker against Kuznetsova. I mean, she Kuznetsova can lose to a lot of players, but but McHale played well. She she um, blew a couple set points in the first set, but came back to win that set in the tiebreaker. And then she it seemed like she was going to have trouble closing out the match in the second set, but she won that set in the tiebreaker as well. So that that you know that, that showed some some. Um, you know, some ability to, to close out a match that, that might have been a little unexpected against a player like Kuznetsova. Then we have Donald Young, of course, has been, I guess you would call him the story of the tournament so far, beating Andy Murray by far the biggest win of his career. We'll see if he can, he's got to go right back out against Tommy Robredo this morning, and we'll see if he can follow that up. He's been such, he's been an inconsistent player in the past, so so we'll see what happens there. Um, Ryan Harrison, I've watched him twice, has been, been pretty impressive he's he uh he um showed a pretty big temper again in his match yesterday against Guillermo Garcia Lopez he had a total meltdown after a call late in the second set but yet he still came came through and won that set so he I think he's sort of one of these guys like like um I don't want to say John McEnroe but he's sort of one of these guys who needs to he needs to play on the edge he he seems to seems to sort of be able to control that and compete pretty well within Within that, we'll see if that continues. I mean, he but he, but he competed really well against against Garcia Lopez and, and won the won the bigger points, even though he's, he's just an 18 year old. So this has been a good tournament, a good tournament for him so far, for sure. Yeah, for him, he, he's a player who I I saw him in the grandstand uh, this U.S. Open when he played Sikowski in that really sort of classic match. But I, for such a young player, he does ride those two emotional waves, I guess. After he's done on the court, off the court. He conducts interviews like a seasoned pro, very balanced, very uh, seems very assured of what his mm-hmm. game plan is. And then on the court, like you said, he does have those moments where um, it kind of electrifies and, get, and gets himself a little more pumped up for things. I think for him, it, it's a it's a good uh, it's a good balancing act if he can kind of go both ways and uh, and really ratchet it up when he needs to because he obviously has yeah, his, um, obviously has the strokes for it to his, back it up. His co- his coach, um, Nick Boletari, is not his personal coach, but where he trains has said that 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 Harrison, he's got a temper, he's going to have to you, keep it under control, but he'd rather him have that than not have it because he thinks there's a big upside to having that that sort of that energy, 
that he can bring bring to a match. He's just going to have to. It's going to be a little while before he learns to totally keep it under control. Think Sweeting or Young have any chances today of getting by their guys? Sweeting, Sweeting, uh, Sweeting plays. A, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Nadal, that's that's tough. <laughs> that's, <laughs> I was, we'll, we'll get to Nadal tough. in a second. Yeah, that's a. That's I, would a pick, I wouldn't pick Sweeting in that one. I mean, Sweeting's had a good run. It's nice to see him. He's been around for a little while on the Challenger circuit. Nice to him see him get into this tournament, and get a couple wins. Uh, Donald Young has a chance. He, Tommy Robredo, is a consistent player that. I guess it'll sort of the racket. The match will be on Young's racket. He'll be he'll be um, the guy who's probably going for his shots and winning and losing the points. I would guess. Um, I feel funny saying that Donald Young's in the, staying in the room next to mine. I hope he's you know not listening. Yeah, right, exactly. Um, but he uh, I, he he has a chance. I think it's just if he has a good day, he can definitely win. But but I hope I would say. He can't get discouraged early. I've seen him in a lot of these types of matches where there's some expectations of him. Maybe he loses the first set, and then he gets, he gets discouraged. That's something he'll have to change now and long term if he, to, to have more success. Yeah, I, I think you're right. It's going to be a match where he gets the chances and he can make himself look very ugly or very good out there against a player, a steady player like Rubredo. Uh Sweeting, like we said, playing Nadal. Um, Rafa... What have you seen of him so far? He's only played one match, but I know you saw him practice. You get him at, in the press conferences. This is, again, his first tournament back since the Australian Open. Has he kind of uh, yeah. leveled into sort of into a groove by now, you think, already, or does he still need a yeah, couple he seems, more? He seems good. I saw I watched him practice a little. He does his usual bashing every ball as hard as he can, but somehow they all go in. He's a crazy player to watch him practice. He hits a completely different backhand than he does during the matches takes everything on the rise if, if he could do that in the matches he, he would be incredible but that's true for everybody um the pr- in his first match he won easily against rick devost he won first set 6-0 it looked like it was going to be a double bagel and he looked good in that match even though it wasn't it wasn't a challenge uh he seems his press, press conferences he seems um better in a better place mentally than he was in australia he seemed from the beginning in australia he seemed a little unsure or a little just a little more negative than than usual i think he likes indian wells he he comes out he talks about playing golf here all the time and how much he likes the sort of the setting and he seems to be in a pretty good pretty good frame of mind as as far as that goes i watched he was also playing doubles which which i think he likes he likes that that um that sort of outlet he he play he they he and mark lopez won the tournament here last year, and he's playing with him again. Uh, they won last night as well, so I think that gives him some more positive energy. So, I, you know, we'll see what happens, but I like his, I like where he is right now. Yeah. Uh, one match today that I know you're going to be looking at pretty closely for a piece for, for the site is Juan Martín del Potro against Alexander Dolgopolov, two players who this year Dolgopolov sort of – really establishing himself as a as a legitimate top 30 20 threat it started at the australian open he's kind of kept it going uh he's the one who beat sotoing back in melbourne to hand him his only loss of the year so far i believe and then del potro we've uh this is the first first time he's been i think fully healed you don't want to say fully but pretty much healed looks like his wrist injury and it seems like from week to week he's only starting to get better and uh, by I think by the clay middle of the year, it seems like Del Potro might be starting to threaten all tournaments anywhere around. Mm-hmm. But 
What, what do you think about this match uh, from both players' perspectives? It's kind of a good match to see where they where they both are. Um, Del Potro looked better to me in his first round against Lubitschik than he did in Del Rey. Even though he lost the first set, he, he fought his way out of that, and he played some good points that reminded you of the old Del Potro long rallies where he was able to to dictate but also be consistent. Um, so that's a, I think this and this is a this is a tough match for him. He, he's going to have to hit a lot. Should have to hit a lot of balls. Be a tricky opponent. Um, somebody he faced in the juniors a fair amount, but who you know now he's he probably hasn't faced him for a little while. And Dolgopolov plays a very you know game with a lot of variety. Doesn't doesn't give a guy a lot of rhythm or so. Dolgopolov will have to play well for that. And Dolgopolov the same thing. How good is this guy? Like he. He beat Soderling in Australia, you know. Can he? But that was really a—is that a fluke? Is that a—is that or is that a sign of him beating these kind of guys regularly? So, and 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 Del Potro is another type of player like that, a tough player. Del, can Dolgopolov make that jump up to beating? To you know, this is beating top ten guys on a regular basis. So that's that's a pretty interesting match on a smaller you know, second stadium in the middle of the day. Yeah, makes for good viewing for anyone there. So. You'll be there, and you'll have that one on the site a little later today. And uh, like I said, look forward to more of Steve's reports, racket reactions, etc. about Indian Wells, more podcasts down the way. Pete Bode will also be chiming in from back here in New York with myself. Uh, for all that, head to Tennis.com, and thanks for listening again. You've been enjoying Tennis.com's weekly podcast. Thanks for listening. For all the latest news and events, head over to Tennis.com. 